0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of On the Mound on VIC. We're awaiting the start of the championship series in postseason baseball. I'm Matt Sossler joined by Tommy Muma and Max Tanzer. Starting with you Max first off how you're doing and what were some of your thoughts in the division series?
1: I'm doing good Matt thank you and Man, oh man, it was really fun. It was a really fun week. I was disappointed that not all of them went to five games, but the Yankees and Rays ones it ended on a thriller. And I was rooting for the Yankees in that one just to see them play the Astros in the championship series. But how how poetic can it get when you have Mike Brousseau hitting the go ahead home run in the eighth inning off a of Chapman, who threw at his head earlier in the season? That caused some tempers to flare, to say the least. Uh, we'll come back to that later. But everything else was pretty exciting, I'd say. Some of the series were a little bit mundane, like the Braves and the Marlins. It almost seemed the Marlins didn't show up after the fifth inning of Game 1 of that series. Uh, And then the Dodgers and Padres, Game 2 of that series was fantastic, but besides that, it was all Dodgers. But the American League was really fun. Both the Astros and the A's and Rays and Yankees were incredibly competitive, some really compelling games, and I was very happy with the result. I'm
2: doing all right, buddy. It's tough coming off of this loss for the Yankees, but, you know, it was a great series, like Max said um that was probably the best series of the week it was well fought on both sides so you can't complain there the Rays are a great team uh but overall you know it was a good week Dodgers I'm a little surprised about the Padres but um you know it was a good week so I'm doing well
1: I just want to point out that anyone who thinks every Yankees fan is bad doesn't know Tommy right here who <laughs> that was probably the most respectable answer I've heard from a Yankees <laughs> fan after a loss and I'll I'll, I'll 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 call us out here a little bit. Obviously, this is being recorded literally moments after the Yankees just lost to the Rays, and Tommy is Tommy is saying stuff like that. So that is just that puts faith out there that Yankees fans all aren't like the stereotypical Yankees fans you see. But uh, yeah, for sure, I think that was a really exciting series. Matt, what was your final thoughts on it?
0: Um, you yeah, know, I thought it was nice. You know, we got a pretty well-rounded series. You know, if I had to pick a couple complaints, I would have wished San Diego would have put up a better fight, took that to four, possibly five. You know, I think that, that I thought that they were ready. I thought they were, you know, good enough to be on the stage. However, again, you know, the injury bugs sort of fighting them with Clevenger, not being able to go. And then the Dodgers, honestly, you know, year after year after year, we wait for the Dodgers kryptonite to go bite them. And this year we just haven't seen it yet. And that's going to be an exciting team to watch down the stretch, especially in the championship series, and then possibly – into the World Series, Uh, Atlanta in the National League, doing a very good job at dispatching Miami. But like you said, Max, you know, that Miami team, after limiting the Cubs to virtually nothing, you know, sort of took a step back and against their division rival didn't really show up. But, you know, this Yankees-Rays series, switching back to the American League, you know, it's everything that you want in a division series. And, you know, the fact that it went five games and literally down to the last, one and a half innings makes it you know just awesome to watch as a baseball fan and then lastly with the Astros and the A's that was an upset that none of us saw coming except for Tommy who had the Astros advancing and you know who knows like the Astros do they have a chip on their shoulder trying to see if they can actually win a baseball game without the aid of sign stealing and all that but you know, we'll see. I think the championship series is going to be interesting. You know, the Ashers are going to have their hands full with the tough Tampa team. And, you know, the National League is going to be good as well. But we'll get to more of that later. Um, what were some of your guys' thoughts? You know, we saw a very good division series. And now that we're moving on to the championship series, what are some of your observations before we get into predictions?
1: Yeah, so this is going to be an interesting one to me with the Rays and the Astros. Two very analytical and forward-thinking teams. Uh, I think the easy pick to say is the Tampa Bay Rays just because of their pitching and their depth. I think what really holds the Astros back is their lack of pitching depth. Uh, we We saw them at the point where Dusty Baker, who's a tremendous manager and I think is probably the biggest reason why the Astros are advancing in this series besides their hot bats, is because they were able to really manipulate that starting rotation, use it in their bullpen correctly to really shut down this A's offense. And it worked in a five-game series, but a seven-game series where there's no days off and you really have two and a half bona fide starters and you're relying on Christian Javier one of your better starters this year out of the pen I don't think it's going to work out I know they have a couple of decent arms out there right now with Presley anchoring the back into the bullpen I don't think they have enough no days off is going to kill them the bats are hot right now but I don't think it's good enough especially given the fact that the Tampa Bay Rays the team they're playing have pretty good offensive bats as well and they're pitching as displayed in this past American League Division Series is some of the best in Major League Baseball if not the best in Major League Baseball
0: Yeah, and sort of backtracking there, Max, you mentioned the fact of no days off. And again, backtracking, you know, we just witnessed a five-game set between the Yankees and the Rays. How do you think that possibly could have been different? Even though Garrett Cole threw an absolute gem both games, do you think that there would have been a difference if this was played under usual format with two and then a day off?
1: I 100% do and I think Tommy could speak to this more And I'll let him talk to it but yeah I think Garrett Cole has more rest And I think he'll be just a little bit sharper We saw him struggle a lot in that first inning Not only that could probably go a little bit deeper into that ball game And further on to that you get Chad Green who has an extra day of rest You have the ability to use him a little bit As well as Britton and Chapman getting an extra day of rest I think it really helps but at the same time You could also argue it helps the Rays as well As they had to use a lot of pitchers under short rest too Tommy what were your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Max. I think another thing, too, is you think back to Game 2 when they pitched Davey Garcia as the opener and then went to Jay Happ. Maybe they might have done that a little differently. I don't know. Um, You know, obviously, they still would have played that the same date and then they would have had an off day the next day, but maybe they would have managed that game a little differently. I don't know. Um, And as you mentioned, Garrett Cole, he would have had more rest, but at the same time, you can't complain about what he did in Game 5. He was just outstanding. He showed why they brought him. And, uh, yeah, I definitely think that it could have played a factor, but I don't know. I still think we probably would have seen a similar result, um, unfortunately, for the Yankees. But, you know, it's going to be interesting in the seven-game series for sure, um, playing every single day, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it's exciting to have a game every day. You know, um, we all know as baseball fans – on those days off during the postseason, you wish that they are playing that day. So I think from that perspective, it's nice. But for the teams, I definitely think they'd like to have some days off.
1: Yeah, and what I think is kind of interesting about that, just the dynamic of it, Tommy, is that generally in the regular season, if you play seven straight games, that is considered a lot as well. So it's going to be really, really intriguing to see how these different teams handle it. We already talked about how the lack of pitching depth could really hurt the Astros as well. But not only that, catchers, everyone on the roster is going to be really, really imperative to success. We saw that Kevin Cash even said he brought in Michael Perez, the backup catcher for Game 3, I believe it was. He came out with a couple big hits, including a home run. He said he started him just because he knows he has to stay sharp because you can't put Mike Zanino back there every single day versus generally in the postseason you'll see that A catcher catch every single game because they get that day off in between. So it's a much different dynamic, and I think it's going to force managers to make more decisions instead of playing that A lineup every day, the same lineup every day like, for example, we saw the Royals do in 2015.
0: Yeah, it's also, I think, you know, we saw a best of three with no days off, a best of five with no days off, and a best of seven, you know, it's really going to show how they're going to be able to stretch the rotation. Because if you think about it, you know, teams are going to have to rewrite their postseason rosters. We typically see postseason rosters that only have three. Maybe if they're lucky, a team could possibly slide in a fourth starter there. Maybe convert their fifth starter into a long reliever. But who knows? You know, in the American League Championship Series, the National League Championship Series, how do you guys think that teams are going to utilize that fifth starter position? Do you think they might use A fifth starter in a game five, depending on how the series looks, given that it's either going to be a clincher or a pivot game, or do you think they go to their ace on short rest, but then they lose their ace technically for potential game seven?
1: I think it's interesting, and it definitely depends on the circumstances and where you are and how desperate you are in that situation. If you're down three-oh, you need to go with uh, Blake Snell on that game four, no matter what, no matter how on or no matter the. Ability, or no matter the amount of rest he has coming into that ballgame. But I would also almost argue against what you were saying just because without the days off, you're going to need those fourth and fifth starters even more. Generally, we've seen with the, with the five-game series and the seven-game series when you have the days off, teams have the luxury of being able to bring out your number one starter for game four or even game five. But because there's no days off in between and everything is stacked up on top of each other, you're going to need those back-end rotation guys uh, to, to do big things for you. And that's what really benefits the Rays in this situation and what really benefits the Dodgers in this situation both the Braves and the Astros have decent one and two starters the Braves particularly have Max Freed and Ian Anderson have been fantastic and after that you have Kyle Wright and a couple handful of names but it's not the same as if you're a Dodgers team that has the most depth most depth in Major League Baseball and then the Rays team which has the most depth in terms of pitching in Major League Baseball
2: yeah I agree with you Max I got to see it with the Rays this week and you allude to it a little bit but their pitching's outstanding. And tonight in the ninth inning, they had Blake Snell and Charlie Morton warming up, um, which was, you know, it would have been important for them. But they can go to anybody in that bullpen, and they're all set. So um, you saw Nick Anderson, he pitched well in the series. And they just have so many people Ryan Yarbrough, um, Tyler Glass now pitched well in game five. So I definitely like their chances. I think they're a team that's really set up for this, like you mentioned. Um, I don't know. I think they're in good shape moving forward.
0: Yeah, you also think about a team like Tampa Bay, and they've sort of been that team that has been on the verge, you know, have made a couple wild-card appearances. They got to the Division Series last year. And I think that, as you said, Tommy, they're a very good baseball team. This is a chance. I think this is the chance, honestly, for them to break through and get to the World Series and not possibly have a chance to win it because this arguably is one of the most underrated teams. You know, not a lot of baseball fans think of Tampa as this... Right now, they're a powerhouse in baseball.
2: It's
0: and the... Oh, yeah, they're, they're I think they have a chance to get there and also, as you both alluded to, the depth that they have.
1: Yeah, and I think it's honestly the most ironically underrated team. One, because they have the best record in the American League, the second best record in Major League Baseball, um, and are going to the American League Championship Series and are really favored to, in my opinion, potentially sweep this best-of-seven American League Championship Series. Yet, besides maybe Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, and a handful of other guys, uh, Tyler Glasnow, of course, and Austin Meadows, half of Major League Baseball's fan base probably can't name a Rosa Reina or a Mike Brasso or a Willie Adame, so forth, the list goes on. There are so... What's the word I'm looking for?
0: You know, I hate to allude to a team that, you know, they constantly made a victim of in the wildcard game, but, and I don't know their salaries currently. I'm sure we could look it up, but this looks like a Billy Bean built team.
1: They are, yeah. It's a very scrappy team because you know what? The Rays don't have a lot of money very similar to the A's in their situation just based on where they're located and so forth and their ticket sales and everything all everything that goes into that. So they have to get more creative. That's one of the reasons why they built the opener and they've been able to bring these guys together, use analytics to build this team, which has been one of the most effective teams in Major League Baseball. I mean, if you really look at it the last 10 years or so, me being a Mariners fan particularly, the Mariners haven't made the playoffs since I was born in 2001, right? The A's and the Rays have made the play playoffs several times like six or seven times probably combined in the last decade with half the money that the Mariners have themselves the Yankees have like 10 billion times the amount of money to work with than the Rays do yet the Rays put up an incredible fight with them and beat them in game five that is just how smart they are and that's why I think they will cruise through the American League Championship Series now it's going to be hard when they face Goliath and the Dodgers if they make it that far but at least for now I, I there's no doubt in my mind they're winning the ALCS
2: I agree with you, Max. You made a lot of good points and something that I want to touch on, not too much because this is something we can get into in the off season but you mentioned the Rays, the way they've been able to build this team uh, with so little money. Heim Bloom was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Right now he's with the Red Sox and the Red Sox do have money overall. I know right now, um, you know, they could use a little more, but Once they shed some salaries, um, you know, they'll have more money to work with. What do you think they're going to look like? Do you think they're going to be like the the new Rays moving forward?
1: I think it's going to be the Rays on steroids because he's going to be cautious with it and smart about the money, unlike Dave Dombrowski was. But at the same time, he's going to have the ability to go out and buy that guy that they meet that missing piece that maybe a Rays team or an A's team cannot go out and buy. So it's going to be fun and interesting, but yeah that, that that'll, that'll be interesting for sure
0: let's now talk about the championship series a little bit more starting with the national league championship series atlanta versus the dodgers before we go into the predictions and all that what do you guys think we can expect from a series like this between as you mentioned max the goliath and then a team like atlanta who has you know always gotten there over the You know, whenever they have, whenever they've been good, they've always just gotten there, but they haven't been able to get over the top in this century.
1: Yeah, and I think what's fun about the Braves is one of the more electrifying offenses in Major League Baseball, the tandem of Marcelo Zuna and Freddie Freeman. Uh, is unstoppable. Both of them have, what, I think 50-plus RBIs. Both of them in the MVP conversation, Freddie very likely going to win it in the National League. Uh, And then you look at the pitching side of things and that's where things get shaky. It's been a struggle for them this entire season. Coming in with plenty of options cool hamels felix hernandez mike soroka mike fultinevich and whether it be lack of performance or injury or opting out all four of those guys are not here right now so they've had to rely on max freed who was phenomenal this year it was a guy who was pitching out of the bullpen in them for the postseason last year 225 era has been very good or very solid in the postseason i should say did get hit around a little bit against the marlins ian anderson in his two postseason starts a rookie this year so good sub two era and then you got kyle wright uh Tukey Toussaint and a couple other guys but it's not going to be enough for me in a seven game National League Championship Series without any days off and then you take a look at the Dodgers pitching depth I could tell you there's guys in the bullpen likely for the Dodgers that would probably be fit to start games three or four for the Braves right now take a look at their rotation you got Kershaw who's having arguably a career year and this is one of the best pitchers of all time Dustin May who's phenomenal Julio Arias, Tony Gosselin, who hasn't even pitched yet in the postseason, is a Rookie of the Year candidate, 2-3-1 ERA. And you got Walker Buehler. It doesn't end, guys. I mean, this Dodgers team is arguably the closest to a super team we've seen since we were born. And it's unbelievable that they haven't won a World Series yet. I do really think this is the year that it's going to happen. I think they're going to cruise through this Braves team that unfortunately is really good It can make a run, but this Dodgers team is just too good for me.
2: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Max. I think that it might be a little closer than people think. I think, and you talked about that offense is tremendous there for Atlanta. Freddie Freeman, he might win the NL MVP this year. Um, Marcelo Zuna, Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, they have a really strong young team, and they're going to be good for a long time. They're going to be around for a while. That. Uh, core group that they have and you talked about their pitching as well they're going to be even stronger once they get those guys back next year but I think you're right I think this Dodgers team is just too strong and it's not the Braves time and it is the Dodgers time they've been knocking on the door for quite a while now and that team is just loaded. Walker Bueller Clayton Kershaw and to add I mean they were already a great team right then they have Mookie Betts in the offseason season. And we see what he's been able to do over there in L.A. They locked him up for uh, quite a while. What was it, like 13 ten years? years? Yeah, oh, 10 like years. That. Yeah, so he uh, he's a big addition, obviously. Cody Bellinger, an incredible talent. It, it, like you said, it doesn't end on that team. So I'm looking forward to the series. I think maybe six games it might go. But I think the Dodgers are ultimately going to move on and um you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the World Series, but i they're my favorite right now to win the whole thing.
1: And it's 13 years. You were correct initially, Tommy. My fault.
2: Oh, you're good, buddy.
1: <laughs> well, also, the
0: thing that you got to consider is, I mean, you guys have both pretty much summed it up perfect. So it just doesn't end with them. Like, Max, you touched on the pitching. Tommy, you touched – on their bats you know you've seen also stellar defense from that outfield especially Cody Bellinger who could pretty much play you know anywhere that they need you know on the right side and then you know in the outfield as well and you know as Tommy said this team's been knocking on the door for quite some time and they've always found a way to mess up they've always found a series where they just don't show up and And they always have found some time where they just, you know, fall off. And my question question to you guys before we dive into our predictions for both the series is assuming the Dodgers, I shouldn't say that, which series do you think the Dodgers are more likely to put on the brakes and hit that bump? Do you think it's the championship series versus Atlanta or the World Series versus either Houston or Tampa?
1: I'd say I'd start out with the Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series if they potentially face them. I think if they face the Astros, they're fine, and really the Braves are fine, too. If I were to put in order, probably Rays, Braves, and Astros, and again, I it's a broken record at this point, but pitching is going to be so important in these series right now. Again, the Braves have a fantastic offense, but... The Dodgers top that when you have Mookie Betts, Cody Ballinger, Justin Turner, and so forth. The list goes on. The really only bugaboo for the Dodgers is the back end of their bullpen, and Kenley Jansen has been struggling a bit. Joe Kelly's a little bit all over the place in terms of command, but could still kind of get it done. The Blake Trinan, who's coming off of a couple years ago, one of the best relief, reliever seasons of all time. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say the biggest problem that they'll probably run into, if they even run into them, will be the Rays just because of that. That's the only thing I think the Rays— or that, that's the only team with a tool that has— close to an advantage over them is the Rays, in my opinion i think that the braves plus is their offense which the dodgers beat and then the astros pluses don't beat any of the dodgers tools so yeah i'd say the Rays.
2: yeah i'm gonna agree with you there max i think that the Rays would be the team to give them trouble if anyone i think that their pitching could shut down the dodger lineup i think they have the best pitching staff of the teams remaining uh but the astros i think could too as well i i'm not sure i i honestly don't think that they're going to advance so i think that we should focus more on the braves like you said but i think that that the three remaining teams are very strong in many different aspects they they all um have their own area that they're good at but i um yeah i'm gonna agree with you there i think that the rays would be the team to give them the most trouble the braves they're really strong but like we mentioned they've They've lost some pitchers throughout the course of the year, and I think that we'd be looking at a completely different story if they were with the team. But as it stands right now, I think uh, the Rays are the team to give them trouble.
1: And I do want to credit the Braves just a little bit before I pass it back to you, Matt, because their bullpen has been very good in this postseason. Their pitching numbers have been very good as well. So it sounds a little crazy that both Tom and I are railing on them a bit, but it's more of the opponents that they faced, The Cubs offense that was not even there in Wrigley Field in that series. I'm sorry, Matt, but that's the case. And then a Marlins right. offense, that didn't show up either. So I think that the Braves are going to be, co- it's going to be a completely different monster that we'll be facing. I don't know if they'll quite be ready for it. Again, they have good pieces. Will Smith and Co. at the back end have been really solid, but I don't know if it's enough.
0: Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Max, You know, the Braves not really having much of a challenge yet, and this is going to be first of their first of, uh, the challenges for the postseason after playing, you know, a Reds team that has not done it, that literally did not put up a single run on the board in the postseason, and then as you mentioned, absolutely stepping over the Marlins after they routed the Cubs, and now switching gears over to the American League with Houston and Tampa. You know, this is sort of a series where you know you really don't get any dynamics. You know, with the Yankees and the Astros, you know, obviously that has you know all the implications to it. But this one, you know, even though they visited in the Division Series last year, they played each other with Houston taking that title. How do you think, you know, sort of the sign-stealing aspect and all that is going to play out in this championship series, given that it's not the Yankees, you know, this is the first time that Houston has played Tampa in a series like this since everything is unra- – actually, it's the first time they played each other since something like this is unraveled. How do you think that's going to impact the series?
1: Yeah, it is. the first, And ironically enough, I don't know if it disconnects at all, but remember, go back. Tyler Glass now in Game 5 of the Division Series last year against them was tipping his pitches. Now, he may have actually been t- tipping them, and they may have figured it out without using cameras, but who knows in that situation. But I'll throw that aside. I don't think this is going to play the same role on the field. Of course, off the field, I think every baseball fan in America will be rooting for the Tampa Bay Rays, no matter where you are, unless you're in that Houston area. But uh, if you're an Astros player and if you're a Rays player, I think they're going to put that aside in this case. Mike Verosca said it perfectly in his post-game interview after the game last Friday evening game 5 against the Yankees and the dot or the Yankees and the Rays, excuse me, that it's in the past. He said it about Roldis Chapman. I would assume it's the same story here about the science stealing cuz the best way to really punch someone in the gut is is by beating them. And I think that's what the Rays and whoever play the Astros for the remainder of this postseason, whether they make it to the World Series and face the Dodgers or Braves, will be thinking the same exact way. I
2: think you said perfectly, Max. I think all that's behind them for sure. But it certainly, I, you know, obviously it's going to be there surrounding the series. I, I think it's something that's not going to um, go away from the Astros for a little while. And certainly it would be a lot bigger if the Yankees were facing off against them and uh i'm looking forward to that next year by the way but um (laughs) yeah but i no i think you're right and i was thinking the same exact thing max about what Brasso said with uh the whole yankee incident that happened earlier this year and you know this team the rays haven't been this competitive in a long time they have a tremendous opportunity to go the world series they haven't made an appearance to the world series since 2008 i believe Yeah, yeah so what a great story that would be and You know, We talked about it a little bit earlier, but the way that this team's been built, they don't have too many superstars. I don't think you can let that get in your way. When you have such an incredible chance to go to the World Series and face off against the Dodgers, um, despite all the adversity, obviously all that's happened this season, um, surrounding the season, everything going on in the world, I just think it would be a great story for them and they shouldn't let the, the Astros situation get in their way.
0: Yeah, you also mentioned with the Astros, uh, Zach Greinke getting a little greedy uh, against Oakland. Uh, it didn't really hurt him that much, except he gave up a an absolute demolished baseball, demolished blast, a home run after tipping his pitches versus the A's, so sort of trying to prove a point, but it came back to haunt him there. And another, you guys talked about good stories for the Rays. Another story that not a lot of people are familiar with is, you know, you got the guy who brought baseball to Tampa, Vince Naimoli passed away before the postseason last year, and he was the guy who brought baseball to Tampa. He kept it there. He was the owner for the team for many, many years. And, you know, they wore the patches last year. And, you know, the fact that they just keep building, they keep building and going up and up and up, you know, it's just a fantastic story, especially when you have something like that added to it. And finally, before we go, you know, it's time to make some predictions. We got two championship series. Starting with you, Max, and then Tommy with the National League, Atlanta, Los Angeles. Who wins and how many games and why?
1: All right. So I'm trying to keep my mojo here. I know Tommy and I tied this week. We were both three for four. I lost on the Astros beating the A's, and he lost on the Yankees beating the Rays. So I'm gonna beat you this week, Tommy. All right. right. Um, So so I'm gonna go go. Braves and Astros. Excuse me, Braves and Dodgers. I'm going. Dodgers in five I do think the Braves will take one because they're a good enough team to do that and I think I just hope they do especially because they deserve to be there it's the first time since what 2001 that they're in the championship series so I say Dodgers in five and then this is the Rays series to lose, guys. I think the Rays sweep the Astros. They should sweep the Astros. And if the Rays find a way to lose this, I think this will be one of the more disappointing storylines going into baseball this entire year. Of course, it would be great to see a Dodgers-Astros 2020 World Series if it matches up that way, just because how crazy that would be, the circumstances going into it. But again, I'll say it one more time, Rays in four sweeping the Astros, and it's going to be quite a fun story. And Tommy, yeah.
2: Yeah, you made a lot of good points, Max. I think I'm I'm going to take um, the Dodgers in six. I think that Atlanta is going to win a couple. I think that the Bats are going to get them a couple wins at least. Um, so I'm going to take L.A. in six. And then in the AL, I'm going to take the Rays in six. I think that the Astros are going to come out. I think they might win the first game. and uh, But I think the Rays are ultimately going to win this. We've talked about it during the show tonight. They, they're the better team, I think hands down so i think that they will win the world series by or well not the world series the the championship series but i yeah i agree i think that houston doesn't have enough this year and the rays are going to win it
1: yeah and if i'll think a little bit more deeply into it because i think you bring up a good point i actually think six is a good uh number for the amount of games to choose just because if you look at it deeper the astros bats are hot they're able to take over a team of the a's that has really good pitching as well so i think it's fair to argue that the astros could take at least one if not two but when it gets to those back two or three games that is going to be all the rays just because of the surplus of pitching compared to the astros so i could see that i'll stick with my four because that's what i put in earlier and i don't want to copy you tommy because we're at a tight race right now but i will still say that it is i actually do respect that i think that the very well could be the rays in six two very well could be the Rays in 6 two.
0: Yeah, I see both of your guys' sides real quick yeah, before, we before we wrap up my predictions. I got to go with Los Angeles in five games. You know, I um, didn't have enough faith in that Dodger team. I chose San Diego to take that series a little deeper than it went. So I'm going to side with the Dodgers this time, have them going in five games to the World Series, and then on the other side in the American League. I'm going to stick with five games. I like five games here. I'm going to go the Tampa Bay Rays. In five games, you know, Houston has proven they could win here and there. And the difference between Oakland and Tampa is just leaps and bounds. And so they're not going to be able to do it. I say Tampa in five and Los Angeles in five. We'll see how those play out next Sunday on another episode of On the Mound, where we will have possibly recaps of the championship series, depending how deep they go. If it's based on my predictions, we'll have the recaps and the World Series preview. If it's based on Tommy or Max's predictions, possibly some Game 7 analysis right then and there. But until then, for everyone here on the mound, for Max Tanzer and Tommy Mooma, I'm Matt Sosler. Thank you for listening to On the Mound on VIC Radio.